What's up? Oh, there's no clap. There's no clap. We're on that level now. Nice. We're it on only that. took us only took us like a five podcasts. Five podcasts. No more clap. Hear that? That's like podcast people out there. Yeah, that's like man. a huge breakthrough. That's like uh that's like if you're doing comedy, you remember to put the mic stand behind you. We've yeah. hit that level if you of didn't professionalism. Know. Yeah. Uh yeah. So welcome to the obligatory podcast. This is March sixth. I'm Mike Hurley. And I'm Kermit. And uh, we're in the studio, and bit by bit, bit uh, by man, bit. man, we're getting good at this. We're getting good at this. Like, look at this. You got, we got, we got decent lighting today. Yeah. We got three camera shoot. I mean, that's more cameras than the honeymooners <laughs> had when they were on the air. You know, <laughs> I'm feeling like a professional. We got these, we got these cool little arm things in here, which, I, uh, you know, look, I know we just started doing this, but when I walk into a room and I see these arm things, part of me goes, these guys are professionals. Is that what it, the, the arms <laughs> make it look professional? The little arm microphone stands? Yeah, man. I think a little <laughs> bit. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I it's wish different. I'm so used to holding a mic. Yeah, I know. Like, I know. Now you don't know what to do. Yeah, like, I don't know what to do. We're taking all the excuses uh, out of why you always <laughs> suck. Like, and now it's... <laughs> <laughs> And now it's just like every well, I gotta hold my mic over here, it's and I got the. Yeah. It's, it's always great too because we like set the mic up on that mini tripod for you, and then you still end up leaning back in the chair holding the tripod, which is <laughs> against the whole purpose of having a hands-free mic system. Because like it. if you listen back, you'll hear you going. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Um. But it's it's okay. It's the most entertaining thing that comes from your microphone. <laughs> so. So how you been, man? How was your week? We've been off. We've yeah, been man. Off. We were off all last week. Yeah. So well, I've been here, but you've been gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was on the road. Uh, you know, it, it was cool, man. It was like we did. Uh, we did five states, five different states in like seven days. Wow. And uh, I was working uh, last Friday and Saturday. I was working with um, Michael Winslow from Police Academy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You, you okay? You got your mic figured no, no, out? No, keep going. I'm going to edit all that out. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, last Friday and Saturday, working with Michael Winslow from Police Academy at the Winter Circle in Lakeland. And I've worked with him a bunch of times, but man, every time I work with him, he's just he's one of those headliners that could just do the same act forever, but every year he's got like new stuff he's adding on. This time around, he does like a whole 10-minute Prince tribute with costumes and like doing singing prints, doing all the guitars and everything just with his voice. It's ridiculous. So he does new voices. He does do the old, you know, helicopter and uh Yeah, you know, I, I he still has some like classic bits. Like one of his bits is doing they they play the video of Star Wars behind him. Like, okay. And he does like all the character voices, all the sound effects and everything else. I mean, he's Michael Winslow is like one of those guys where you, you say his name and nobody's like Oh, yeah. But most of the times they're like, Michael Winslow, I'm like, black guy, police academy, sound effects. So like, oh, and then you realize all the other stuff he did. He, he was in like Gremlins. He was in Spaceballs. I mean, he's just one of those, you know, late 80s, early 90s. He was a comic that was on board with like pretty much anything. And he out did a lot there. of cartoons. I know that for He a does fact. a ton of voiceover stuff for yeah. cartoons and stuff like that. But yeah, really, really fun guy. And uh, one of my favorite comedians is Mel Brooks. And, of course, him and uh, Michael worked together on Spaceballs together. So, right. like, before the show, I'm just sitting back there geeking out because he's telling me, like, conversations he's had with Mel Brooks and everything else. I'm like, <gasps> and he's telling me, like, some of the outtakes from Spaceballs that never made the film. Really? I'm like, dude, I, like, for people like, and you're a, you're a bit of a geek, too. Yeah. But, like, for people like me, man, I would buy, like, not even steal off the internet, like, if they came out with a video of just the outtakes of Spaceballs. I was shocked they're not doing a um, remake of that. 
Well, they, that was something that was up in the air for years, and Mel Brooks has kind of even teased about it, like Spaceballs, too, because all the movies that came out, you know, since then, you got a ton, ton of stuff to draw from. And uh, one of the things I liked best about Spaceballs was when he went to do that movie, uh, you know, Mel Brooks went to George Lucas and said, hey, I want to do this, you know, spoof of, you know. Star Wars. Star Wars. And George Lucas at the time was making so much money off merchandise. He's like, you know, I appreciate your work and everything, but one thing, you can't do any merchandise. So, oh, really? So Mel Brooks, Brooks? Yeah, so Brooks was like, okay. So then there's a scene in the movie where they find Yoda, which is really yogurt, You're I right. believe, in Spaceballs. And he's like, come this way. He's like, it's the Spaceballs merchandise. And they do that scene where he's like, look, talking yogurt and all the figures and everything else. That was a direct, like, kind of jab oh, at no Lucas. Kidding. Yeah. Yeah, and then also in Spaceballs when they're on the ship and they're like, they're walking through like I guess like the Death Star and um, who who played Darth Helmet? It was uh, Rick Moranis. Okay, say Rick. Oh like, God, I should. Honey, kick I the kids. Yeah, I should kick myself for not remembering that. Little but they're, they're walking through and they got all the screens and they're like this is showing this, this is showing this, this is showing this. I guess one of the outtakes was like this one's tuned into television, and uh, all or turned into yeah tele. Vision and all of a sudden there's just like a bunch of Middle Eastern guys going la, 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 la. and he's like oh no no turn it off that's Tel Aviv Tel Aviv <laughs> I guess they decided at the time that was too sensitive. at the time that was so too sensitive that was shocker because man back in then yeah. there was no limit there was no limit but the funny thing was uh, when he was telling me about doing Blazing Saddles like uh, Michael Winslow was talking about to Mel Brooks about when he did Blazing Saddles, and that was another one that just kind of pushed boundaries, pushed boundaries. And when they did the original screening for the movie studio execs, one of the studio guys came in and grabbed, like, Mel Brooks is like, you need to cut out this scene, like, where they punched the horse. He's like, we're never going to be able to put that. <laughs> and then, like, there was the farting scene. You need to take that out. And Mel Brooks is like, oh, yeah, yeah, take it out, take it out. Got you, take it out. And Mel Brooks the whole time didn't remove a thing because in his contract he had full creative end product, whatever. No so he just said, he's like, yeah, yeah, whoever gets this guy off my back, yeah, I'll take it out, yeah, I'll take it out. And then, of course, they released it, and it was a hit. And right. then all the execs were like, oh, no, no, we knew it was going to be fine. Yeah, that's, yeah, there's a movie on Netflix right now that, that covers, um, was it National Lampoon? Mm -hmm. The director of that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. man, I'm drawing a blank on names. But yeah, it's really good. Uh, that's all I have to say. Did you that. watch the whole thing? Yes, it's awesome. Uh, it was what was the name of it? it was uh, it was a, a mild something, man. It's but it's really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I actually watched it. It goes over how they met at. It was Harvard, right? Mm -hmm. They met at Harvard, and they were doing they the started lampoon, a magazine. And they went and did the magazine, and then it built up, and they had some kind of deal where after five years, the publisher of the magazine because they went under someone else's publishing right. license and that guy was doing like food magazines I, I, I want to say food magazine or something silly like home, home garden yeah. or something like that and then they had made so much money that after five years they didn't have the money to buy them out and like there was some physical altercation they he didn't want to pay the guy the money and yeah then he quit. It's a whole thing then he started doing drugs and <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I think those guys were doing I think those guys were doing drugs the entire time. Uh, the, yeah, the, I watched it the other day. It's kind of like a loose autobiographical movie. Uh, a futile and stupid gesture. Yeah, there yeah. it is. It's good, man. And it's they about National, House. Yeah, National Lampoon co-founder Doug Kenny. And, you know, they talk about a lot of guys like, uh, you know, how Second City brought John Belushi and everything to yep. SNL. 
But the part you never hear is how he was with like the National Lampoons crew before that, like doing live National Lampoons, and yeah. SNL basically just stole all these great guys. Yeah, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase, yeah. yeah. The only thing Bill is... Murr. Yeah, uh, Bill, 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 Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Bill Blair. Bill Blair. Bill Blair. Yeah. But uh, I, I think in the movie, though, they had Gilda Radner as one of the, uh, one of the National Lampoons, which she was not. <laughs> she was not. But they even throw her in there like, we might have added some stretch. Oh, really? Make, she wasn't yeah. part of it? No, no. Oh. No. But she was part of SNL. Yes. As a writer, I think, though. No, she was an actress. Oh, an she actress, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and uh, Gilda Radner, of course, also was married to uh, Gene Wilder. Uh, Kiss? No, Gene Simmons. Man, I am horrible at names. <laughs> Gene Wilder, which brings us back to Mel Brooks, because Gene Wilder used him in a ton of stuff. Gene Wilder, my bad. Yeah, yeah Gene like, wait. What a great dude. <laughs> what a great, that. what a hysterical couple to hang out with. Just go over that house. Just no, Gene Wilder God. and Gilda Radner. That house be ridiculous. Out of madness. It'd be ridiculous. So, um, yeah, man. So I did shows with him Friday, Saturday. Then um, Sunday through Thursday, I was on the road with Dustin Diamond. And, uh, Screech! Screech! Saved by, by the, the bell. bell. Yep. I picked him up uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, then right to the gig in Greenville, South Carolina at the Comedy Zone. Then the next night we were in Atlanta at the Punchline, and then the next night we were at the Birmingham Stardome in Alabama. Then the next night we were stand-up live in Huntsville, Alabama. Then the last night of the run we were in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, at uh, Zanies, which was my first time there, it was a great club, and uh, then it was just uh, then it was just ridiculous because I drove him to the airport, and then I had an eleven-hour drive back to Orlando. Damn. Yeah. And you're up and down. Yeah. Do people still bust his chops about the whole stabbing thing? Uh, no, because I think uh, I think once he stabbed someone, that kind of cut off <laughs> anyone who like, nobody like, wants be- to talk trash. Before then, before then, it was fun. Like we'd hang out, and you know. I'll say this about Dustin. Like, uh, he's got some bad press about him, but he'll be the first to admit, you know, there's stupid shit he did early on that he's still paying for. But I mean, for the most part, when I hang out with him, like, if we're out in public and we're grabbing something to eat and someone comes up, like, hey, man, I was a big fan of the show. Can I get a picture with you? He's like, awesome. The people he hates are the ones that, like, sit there staring, don't say anything, and then they'll, like, walk by the table <laughs> and do that selfie snap, or they'll send their kids over to, like, play by the table. And it's like, He's I'm like, guilty of that. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, dude, just come say hi. And I get it. Some people are like, well, if I ask, he's going to reject, you know? Or you but don't want to bother them. Yeah. He's or, do like you that. don't want to bother him, but then it's like creepy as fuck, too. <laughs> you know? Like, if you did that move to any normal person, people would be like, why the fuck is this guy taking pictures I'm of me? I'm making fun of you on Snapchat, you know? dick. <laughs> so, for the most part, but he is like, uh, you know, we, we usually hang out after every show, and he likes hanging out with the staff and stuff like that. But, you know, he's, he's pretty cool if he finds people to hang out with on the road that are just like into just hanging out and being mellow. Right. But it's going to be like, you know, assholes and stuff. He's like, dude, let's just grab some food and go back to the hotel. <laughs> so. But so that's cool, man. You had an eventful uh, comedy weekend. Yeah, man. And then this week, uh, nothing, because that's how comedy goes. And you I'm know? opposite. I got a bunch of crap this week. You got Where are you at this week? Um, well, starting tomorrow. I was out last night, open mic. But yeah. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I witnessed a fight, but that was about it. You didn't witness the fight. I heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> you I should have been there. I pictured it in my head. <laughs> you were like, when it started, you're like, I need an alibi. I'm I need like, to yeah. get as far away from this yeah. as possible. The one time Ken Miller needs you and you're not there. No, nah, I left. I ninja'd out of there. Mm-hmm. No, I got a, I got a roast tomorrow. Oh, where at? Hourglass. 
Hourglass, Hourglass pop up in uh, Longwood, Longwood, right? Yeah. yeah, that's the real laughs guys running that. Yeah, right? real laughs guys are doing. James John, it. Devin Seville, Miguel Colon. But I, I think it's only Ken Miller, James judging and Miguel judging. Okay, I don't okay. think Devin's there. And you're you're roasting someone. I'm roasting. Oh, it could be one person or it could be uh, three guys. Because it's tournament style, so it's by brackets, which stinks. Oh man! So I, you got to write jokes for it. Yeah, eight it's, comics. It's, it seems like you should just focus on one person. Focus on one person, then the next, like you come back to come back. Take yeah, someone like else. You, you take out your guy. You yeah, whoever to the you next beat, like, then yeah, we you go against each other. Yeah. That's how I told him to do it. That's a better show. And they're like, no, let's do a tournament. I'm like, no. No. So it could go well or it can go real bad. Well, if you us. get knocked out first round, you should go sell all your other jokes <laughs> to it to like, the guy who advanced. If I get knocked out the first round, I'm going to be really upset. Why is that? Because the person I'm going against, I just do not feel like he's a strong roasting Oh, comic. that's always when it hurts the most. And that's when it hurts yeah. the most. But I, I hear inside track, there's a rumor that uh, someone's ghostwriting He's for got him. a ghostwriter. Oh, man. Yeah. That's some bullshit. We'll find out. I'm not, I'm not worried about but it. But you know what? A lot of people do that. A lot of people like on those roast battles in New York and everything else. Like we've had some friends on there. And before they go in, they hit up the people they respect and appreciate and be like, hey, man, what do you think of this joke? Blah, blah, blah. But as far as like just having someone write every joke for you. And uh, I've wrote jokes for a couple of roasts, actually. I wrote. I mean, you helped me out on mine. I mean, I have no problem. You're saying. good at it, man. But like, you're good. But when someone says, "Yeah, I got a ghostwriter," I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. you didn't even try." <laughs> I actually, uh, what was it? Two years ago at the uh, Adult Video Awards, uh, they were doing. <laughs> what? I'm not sure if it it was the Adult Video Awards, I believe, but it was being held up in Canada. Uh, Screech, Dustin Diamond hit me up because they were roasting Ron Jeremy. Okay. And Dustin's like, "Hey, man, can you help me with some roast jokes?" I'm, this wasn't really my thing. And I'm like, can I write roast jokes for Ron Jeremy? Yeah. And like the first thing I do when I'm writing a roast joke is I go, okay, what's the most obvious shit that everybody else on that dais is going for? And then I throw that away because okay. that's going to get stepped on. If they're fat, I don't do a single fat roast joke unless, you know, someone's uh, rarely do you go that long without someone hitting on it. You, you write a couple to have in your hip pocket, but by the time you get up there and everybody's already called him a fat fuck, what you got. You know? Right. So I went up there, I researched Ron Jeremy, learned about his parents, everything else, wrote a whole bunch of Disgusting shit about that. Disgusting research. And uh, yeah, <laughs> and I, and it's funny, I sent it to Dustin, Dustin's like, oh, these are good, I might use a couple. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, I wrote some of my own stuff. I'm like, all right, perfect. And then uh, someone sneaked a video of it, and I saw, and Dustin went up and started with a joke that I didn't know, I didn't write, and it got nothing. And automatically, you see him take those stack of note cards, put them aside, and go to like printed out papers, which were Your obviously jokes. my jokes. And uh, one of the jokes I wrote for him was, um, uh, Ron, you and I are so much alike, you know? We're both older, we're both nice Jews. The only difference is, you know, you did 20,000 pornos and built a career. I did one, and it ruined mine. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't want to do it. I'm like, dude, do it because it's self deprecating. But number two, every other motherfucker on that day is it's going to take a shot at you for doing a porn. You get out of the gate. You do it against yourself. You be rabbit, everybody. You be rabbit them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got to say about me? Yep. You know? Yep. So uh, that was fun. And then last year. Uh, Dustin, no invite to the AVN Awards? No. Thanks, and you know I would have gone. Oh, no shit. And Damn. then uh, w what sucks is there's a meme going around from that award show and that specific joke with Dustin Diamond underneath. And I'm like, motherfucker, you know, no I'm like, where's my because someone sold the video of it. And I'm like, where's my where's my percentage for writing that? And then uh, 
Last year, Dustin was actually going out to a show in San Francisco, and on his way out there, they were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a roast of Dustin Diamond. And he's like, what? And they're like, yeah, we got some like eight local comics who are going to come up and roast you, and then you just do stand-up at the end. And he's like, well, that doesn't sound fair. That sounds horrible. And so I, I got on the phone with the guy running. I'm like, well, dude, that sounds ridiculous because that's not how a roast works. You know, the guy gets to rebut, and you guys all know Dustin. He doesn't know any of you. So I'm like, I need bios, and I sent over a form like for all the comics on the dais to fill out, and then like in 24 hours we just wrote like jokes, jokes, and, uh, and while he's in the cab driving there with the uh, one of the guys from the show, he's in the Uber. Same thing. He's like reading some of his jokes off, and they're like, eh. And then he'd read one of mine. They're like, dude, that's hysterical. Do yeah. that one. So he wrote me back. He's like, once again, fuck you and thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, so I like Ryan Feroz, and uh, who are you going up against, man? Uh, a guy named Bill Kirkpatrick. Mm. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you got some stuff ready? Yeah, I'll yeah. Sh- we'll, we'll, we'll show. I mean, I don't have it on me, but... Maybe we can get a recording plate next week. I think I got a couple, because I heard a lot of rumors about yeah. him. Yeah, we don't want to put him out there, because, you know... Because, you know, someone to hear it. We don't want to prepare. Like, well, what well, this gets released the day after got, the I'm show. I'm trying to remember if I even remember the jokes I wrote. Uh. I think I wrote something like, uh, there's a rumor flying around that you hit your wife. That's the only punchline you can hit, apparently. Wow. <laughs> Is that good? Wow. That good I don't know if it's good, but, <laughs> <laughs> man, it's, you're definitely going to win the male or female vote. Yeah. Know? I said something like, he looks like a teacher. He's a teacher, too. He looks, he looks like a teacher that the students beat up, beat up and take his lunch money. Wow. Or something stupid you, like that. You, you know, like though, it. it's like if, if, you're, if you're in a, 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 a state job or a county job or a city job and you have somewhat of a sketchy history, maybe throwing yourself into the center spotlight of a roast battle against some comics where your dirty laundry is going to come out. Yeah. Like, did you hear about this woman out in uh, Crystal River, the teacher no. out there? Oh, the one that banged a 14-year-old? No, that happens every week. Oh. This was, uh, <laughs> this was out in Crystal River. They just found that this woman uh, who was going by alias running a podcast of all white power type stuff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It turns out she's a middle school teacher in, guess where? Crystal River, Florida. But it's Crystal River. But it's Crystal River. And then they're like, she's like, well, what I do on my own time shouldn't affect what, you know, my job. But on her podcast, she says, what I've been doing is secretly slipping my thoughts and theories onto these children she teaches social studies oh boy so she says she's incorporating the beliefs of plus crystal river the school out there is like 95 percent white kids anyways (laughs) yeah they they have like four percent black or something like that so it was yeah it wasn't hard to man i kind of want to listen to it oh yeah yeah (laughs) i gotta go find that but yeah man that's uh the power. So what I'm saying is, uh, maybe teachers should keep their comedy or go by a stage name or something. Yeah, like, Southern Alien. Man, what a dumbass. Yeah. Oh yeah. well. Well, right. good luck with that, man. Uh, yeah, what yeah. else you got though? You got a bit. You're at the Improv Thursday. I'm right? at the Improv Thursday. Mm-hmm. I'm hosting a show for a uh, puppet. <laughs> for a puppet. Finally, you're bigger than someone on stage. <laughs> nice. They they asked somebody name after a Muppet to host a puppet show. Wow. Thanks, yeah, Improv. Yeah. You opening with that? I should. It's yeah, why be, not? Why it's not? Be, yeah, you should throw it in somewhere. I should yeah. pop out the box where the puppet comes from. Hey, <laughs> hey I'm... 
So have you worked with this guy before? The guy oh, that does man. the. Have you worked with this puppet I've before? I've worked with this puppet. No. I hope it's one of those guys that has a puppet and only talks to you through the puppet. Like oh, even he off won't stage, break character? like won't let you in the green room. <laughs> like he'll talk to you, like, "Hey, look, I'd let you in there, but Frank, he's just not. He had a long trip, you know. <laughs> just like you're not even allowed in the green room. No, I know. can't. I want to do other this. other slutty puppets are yeah. walking out of the <laughs> green room. <laughs> I want to do this for the stories. I really want to do this just for. I just like this. Uh, well, can, this can't go any. Can't go. I wrong. wish I was there when you got the call. Yeah, just like, hey, you want to go? Can you last minute host at the improv? The it, improv, A room, my hometown. Yeah, who am I? Who is it? Chris Rock? What we got coming to town? Is it Mencia, Pablo Francisco? Right. It's a puppet. <laughs> it's a puppet. It's a Name puppet. Jose, Joselito. It, it, dude. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Puerto Rican puppet. Okay, but the guy that has the hand up the ass, what nationality is he? He's apparently a Puerto Rican. Apparently, I guess this I could know. be the most racist puppet <laughs> show ever. This could be like just <laughs> I don't know because like his, his this could be like old vaudeville when people put on blackface. It could just be a white dude like, oh, I'm gonna do every stereotype with a Hispanic uh, yeah. puppet. Oh, he does. I saw his yeah he, yeah he he speaks Spanglish. So, so okay, so as long as the audience knows that hand is brown, it's okay. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> We'll see tomorrow. I hope the puppet sells merch after the show. He does. Yay! He has t-shirts and, Yay. and toys. Oh, my gosh. Yep. I'm going to come out. Are you going to come out? Yeah, I'm going to come out. <laughs> I'm going to come out. Not so much to watch the show, just to see how you handle yourself opening for a puppet. Because up to this point, my worst gig ever opening for was midget wrestling. <laughs> and I think you have a chance of beating that. Like, and if you think about it, midgets are like living puppets. <laughs> They're just like <laughs> tiny little... No hands up their ass, and they smell. But that's a whole different thing. But like, what I don't, what I'm curious about, is he gonna be, do like the old like talent shows, old school? He's got to have the box that he hides behind, right? right. Is he doing, yeah. or is he just like a uh, like like a, puppet, a ventriloquist, like the one that lost to that beat preacher? Yeah. Like, oh like yeah. That. Yeah. I I don't I, I don't know. I think from the clip I saw, it's probably gonna have the little box, and then if that box is set up before you go that's on stage. What I want you got You should go behind the box and. Pop hey. And then he'll get pissed. He's like, hey, no one goes behind the box. Your box takes up the whole stage. I, now I'm talking about ex-girlfriends. Never mind. All right. All right. Moving on. Moving on. So, yeah. So, that's, those are my, my two big shows. Then Friday, I have a show mm-hmm. in um, Broken Cauldron. It's, ah, yeah. That's ran by... Uh, Leslie Joe. Leslie Joe. Yep. So, new, new, new place. I've heard good things. Yeah, that's, that's been going too. for a while. I never like been. I think they've had a monthly showcase for a while. Yeah. So yeah. I got that. But that's it. So that's cool. what I got planned. And cool, Saturday man. I don't do nothing. Nice, Sunday. nice. Yeah. 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 When we were in Atlanta, uh, I went to Atlanta probably about five years ago with Kevin White. We were doing a room just north of Atlanta for Bonkers up in Roswell. And uh, after the show, we always asked the locals where we need to go. And someone said the Clearmont Lounge. I'm like, what is it? They're like, we can't tell you what it is. It's just an experience. You got to go. And we're like, okay. So Kevin and I go. And it's one of those places you pull up, and the hotel itself is condemned. Like, you can look inside and see boards and planks and everything down on the ground. You can't go in. And then there was just, like, a homeless dude. He's like, y'all looking for the Claremont? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, we are. Go down that alley. And, like, all of a sudden, I'm like, Kev, we're going to get fucked up. We're going to get mugged. But we were like, 
let's go. And you guys went. And it was rickety wooden stairs that went behind the hotel down the alley. And then you turn around, and there was just a mob of people waiting to get in the store. And I, dude, I, I was like in my mid 30s. I'm like, I'll wait on lines for anything anymore. And some guy behind me in line was like, No, you want to wait for this? <laughs> I'm like, What? And he's like, Yeah. And then we get there, and it's like ten dollar cover. And I'm like, I'll pay cover. And the same guy's like, No, you want to go? And we walk inside, and uh, it is the mo- it's. It's like it's 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 supposed to be a strip club. Okay. But it's like their slogan is where strippers go to die. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> it is the most you can't close your eyes in there. You walk in there, they got this it's it's a rundown piece of shit dive. And you walk in there and they got a bar, but at the time you could either get canned beer or you could get liquor, and the shots came in medicine, like paper disposable medicine cups. <laughs> all right, like the like the Listerine kind yeah, of like, like like those, but it had like the milliliters on the side <laughs> and stuff like that. And then they got these, they got the stage behind the bar where the dancers dance, and they had an old school jukebox. And the girls, girls, I say girls, no one in there under sixty, no dancer oh, under sixty, bad knees, horrible, <laughs> and they go up. And uh, they got every uh, every costume from like Spirit Halloween Shop, you know, like oh, I'm sexy little Bo Peep. No, you're not, <laughs> you know. But they're dancing, and there's the jukebox, and they they have to play their own music. There's no DJ, so they dance to kind of like silence until you give them a dollar to put in the jukebox and play their own song. Now, <laughs> so. When we were in Atlanta, I told Dustin, I'm like, we're going to Claremont Lounge. And I sold them as it was like the hottest strip joint in Atlanta. And then had the staff at the punchline being like, oh, yeah, you want to go there. So he was all pepped up to go. And as soon as we walked in, he's like, fuck you. I love this place. <laughs> and it was just, it was horrific, dude. It was it's like it, a dust till dawn. Like, and they turned to vampires. And oh, <laughs> man. When I was there the first time and she wasn't there this time, everybody's like, they, she they, wasn't they, there. Did, they, did the, they did the same thing to me because they told me, and Kevin, oh, you want to go? It's amazing. And then as soon as you walk in, you're like, oh, I get it now. But they're like, there's a girl named Barbie and she crushes beer cans with her breasts. And you're just thinking to yourself, man, that must be a good looking blonde with like triple D's and everything else. It was a midget Tina Turner. <laughs> <laughs> she had to be 75. And she had those pancake flappy National Geographic. And the way she would crush the beer can, there was no sexiness about it. She'd put a beer can on the table, lift the flapjack up, and just let gravity take its <laughs> toll. <laughs> and it was the... I told Kevin that night after like three medicine shot glasses full of Jameson, I'm like, my first album is going to be my curly live from the Claremont Lounge. And I stand by that. The only thing they've changed... The only thing they've changed is now they have one of those digital jukeboxes rather than oh, the old fancy. ones. Yeah, and uh, it, we we closed that place down, man. It was it was ridiculous. Just uh, it it's a it's a experience and an event. And if a you're in, list if now. you're in Atlanta, Georgia, you have to go to the Claremont <laughs> Lounge. Uh, it will make every other place you've been seem like not so bad. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, so that was a good time. Yeah, apparently. Oh man, we had a we had a great time. And yeah. I met my and I met my baby's mama there. And I met my baby. Oh man, <laughs> N- the nice thing is if you go home with those strippers, uh, that tubing hasn't worked in years, so uh, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about getting a burger. You have to worry about other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else? What you got? No, man. That's pretty much it. Um, I didn't really. That's it, man. I just had a kind of chill week. Mm-hmm. Last weekend it was really heavy on comedy. Yeah. No, no. But I mean, 
Yeah. You know, I will tell you this. Um, I I decide I hate old people again. <laughs> again? Not just those strippers at the Claremont Lounge. They were really nice, by the way. They're all very nice. They have to be. That's one of those places where you need a personality. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, on my way up there, man, I stopped at McDonald's at like 6. I left. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> you know where this is going? I, I stopped at McDonald's at like 6 a.m. on my way up to pick him up in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And I go in, I'm grabbing my breakfast. I've been driving for like, you know, five hours or something already. And I go in, and there's a guy in front of me in line. He's like this old dude, and he's like fumbling with his money and everything else. And I'm just like, oh, I'm going to be like that. He had the suspenders and the belt, you know, double security. And uh, I see him fumbling with all his money and everything else. And he finally pays, and he steps out of the way. He gets his food. I order my food. I look down, and where he was standing, there was like a $5 bill. So I pick it up. And I go sit down, and he's sitting down, and I'm like, you know, do the right thing, you know? I'm like, excuse me, sir, I was behind you in line. I believe you dropped this. And he's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. I've been looking all over for that. He's like, God bless you. I'm like, hey, no problem. And I sat down feeling like, yeah, you did the right thing, did a good job. Could have paid for my own breakfast. Right. You know, but I'm like, nah, it's all right. It's all right. Because my breakfast came up to 519, so part of me was like, mm, this is a break-even stop, you know? So... He gets up, leaves. I'm still leading. He comes by my table. He's like, once again, son, God bless you. He's like, it's, it's hard to find honest people in the world today. And I'm like, no problem. Remind me of my granddad. Walked out. Uh, I get up to throw my stuff away like two minutes later, and there's a woman holding a baby on her hip, and she's just into it with the cashier. She's like, I swear I didn't take it. And the cashier's like, well, I gave it to you. I put it right there. And she's like, I didn't take it, though. And I'm like listening in while I'm refilling my drink. And uh, she's like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, it was $5. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> so oh, man, so all my good karma points now mean nothing because basically I just helped an old man in the master heist of a $5 bill. You know, I'm an accomplice now. Oh, man, Jenkins so, strikes again. So I've, I've got this whole trip was about karma because I rented a car and didn't get the insurance. Uh -oh. So the whole trip, I'm just like, do, you know, even when I'm walking out of a hotel, I'm like, should I leave three or five for the housekeeper? And I'm like, I'll leave three. Three is fair. I was only here one night. I cleaned up the whole place. Oh, fuck it, five, because I can't have anything happen. I'm like a big believer in karma, which is shit. So I walk up to the woman. I'm like, uh, are you missing something? She's like, yeah, you know, apparently she gave me my change, and now I can't find it, and blah, blah, blah. And you could tell she needed this five. Okay. And I was like, well, you know, I found a five on the ground. I gave it to a gentleman who was in front of me. I thought it was his. He took it. And I opened my wallet, and I gave her five. She's like, no, no, I don't want you to do that. I'm like, no, no, it's a, I want you to have it. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. And she's like, thank you so much. And she walks away. No, God bless you, but she, you know, I've okay. got two already. So then I'm feeling like, shit, because now I'm down five bucks. Okay, you know? okay. So uh, I get in the car, and I'm just, like, kind of pissed at myself. I'm pissed at the old man. He threw in <laughs> God bless you, for Christ's <laughs> sake. He sold it. Oh, I, he didn't just say, oh, thank you. He's like, I've been looking for that, you know? Nice. And then stop by the table again as a fuck you, God bless you. Like, oh, it's so hard to find honest people. Yeah, because you're not one of them. You're not going to find them in the mirror, asshole. So, so then I get in the car, and I start driving. I'm kind of, like, pissed. And I'm like, McDonald's owes me $5 because that's where I lost it. Okay. So I've never done this before. But for the next, like, three states I went through, rather than stop and get a new soda and pay and everything, I just walked into random McDonald's with my cup from the first McDonald's and oh. just filled up. 
I just yeah, filled up. That's genius. I've never done that. Really? And I did it. And here's the thing. I stopped at five. I made my money back. I kept the cup. I went through a lot of soda staying up, but I stopped at five because fair is fair. Like, and uh, yeah, and that stupidly made me feel like, oh, all right, I got my money back. Man, I thought I used to divorce it back then. Yeah. In high school, I used to have cups for every uh, fast food place. Really? So I have Burger King, McDonald's, Taco Bell. And then mm-hmm. uh, wherever I go, I just take it out of my car, go fill it up, and <laughs> go you to know, school. It's, it's not enough you people suck welfare <laughs> off us. You got to go around stealing from hardworking white folks' companies like that. Man, man, why you, like right now there's people listening going, shut up both of you. They're going to get us all. They're on to all of us now. Hey, it's okay, man. It's yeah, just, free refills it's, it's in free refill. every state. I paid already once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, I like how like 7-Eleven once a year does free unlimited Slurpees with this cup. Yeah, you buy this cup and you get Slurpees whenever you want. It's like, dude, we do that all year round. <laughs> all year round. What are you talking about? You just about? don't know. You just got to wait for the right crowd to be there. You can't be the only one in the store. <laughs> So, all right, man. Well, we said we we're going to keep this one short today. Uh, yeah, man. Because, uh, yeah, because uh, that's the, the feedback we're getting is people enjoy the shorter episodes, shorter which is a nice way of, yeah, I don't wrap know. What, that, wrap it up. That's what they're saying. I don't know what that means. You know, it's like we want more shorter episodes rather than less longer episodes. It's the same amount. It also helps me in my editing. Oh, now we get down <laughs> to it. Now we get, yeah, because we got this fucking three camera shoot going on and, and dude, it's I I have to uh, go with whatever you say because yeah, because I'm the one suffering. You're the man. one who does everything. Yeah, yeah, like I love how I just say, "Hey, can we do this?" And you're like, "I can see your gears turning." You're like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" That's just gonna be six more hours of my <laughs> life this week, just so you can come back and say, "Wow, that looks like shit." Can we do this instead? Hey, man, I'm opening for a puppet. All right, back off. <laughs> we'll see. Thursday's not here yet, bitch. You could get the call tomorrow and be like, uh, "Bill Kirkpatrick took the gig." <laughs> uh. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah, so that's going to be it for today. And, uh, yeah, you've been doing a great job on the clips, though, man. Oh, yeah. I really like those cool. clips. Thanks, man. And, uh, yeah, I want to get Even some... though I got to give credit to someone else, uh, Steven Sanchez. Mm. He is the brains behind doing the clips and everything. Well, thank you for listening to Steven Sanchez. Yeah. And, yeah, I haven't met him yet, but he's been very supportive of the show. Yeah, and he's, he's also support, awesome. So. And he's, art- he's an awesome artist, so you guys should check him out if you decide to. How can that. they find him? Steven Sanchez or Art of Sanchez and on what's, YouTube. What's he? Uh, what's he done? He's done a lot of art. <laughs> yeah, is he the one that got you the? Uh... He's on Bat. He, he, he did Batman and stuff like that. And oh, really? Yeah. Nice man. Batman I'll coloring. Check his books. stuff. Cool. Yeah, but that's a All whole right. different discussion. But anyways, so with that said, I'm that's out. It. Mike's out. Yep. We'll, we'll talk see you guys to you later. next time. Peace. Obligatory podcast. Oh, yeah, say that. Obligatory podcast. Uh, we can add this part out. Obligatory. <laughs> yeah, if you want to follow me, check out Mike Hurley, M-Y-K-E-H-E-R-L-I-H-Y.com. You'll find my links for Facebook, and I'll start using that Instagram thing you're talking about. Uh, yeah, Kermit L. Gonzalez. Just find me on whatever. Okay, now we're going for real. <laughs> All right.